welcome to Up To and Including Death. I am your wife, Dr. Patricia Brewer. <laughs> my wife. I'm uh, your wife, yeah. yeah. I'm John Brewer. Um, and you're my husband. Yeah, but you like, I'm your wife. Like, yeah. Everybody listening. <laughs> you're America's wife. We're America's husband and wife. Don't you think? Yeah. The, I mean, I think it, it's the case. I think we're like every man and every woman. Sure. I have a cold. Oh, wonderful. And I have to edit for sneezes. And we're currently waiting 15 minutes um, until my COVID test is going to be done. There, yeah. sh- there should be like a ding. Yeah. I guess it's less than 15 minutes now. I'm pretty excited about it. How are you doing today, John? I'm all right. Have you had any spooky encounters lately? No, why was I supposed to? No, but I've been watching Discovery of Witches and it's been great. I just oh. finished it. I feel like they rushed it a little because the last season only had seven episodes instead of eight. And I feel like they really could have used an eighth episode. All right, well. It deserved it. I'll but take your it's word over for it. now. Okay. There's no more. Oh, no. <sighs> you don't understand my struggles. No, I don't. <laughs> so, what are we watching this week, husband? We are watching Stephen King's Cat's Eye. I just slurp water and I don't have any. Uh, we're watching Stephen King's Cat's Eye. That's Cat's Eye. It's hard to say Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye? Stephen King's Cat's Eye. It's hard to say Stephen King and then Cat's Eye. Okay. Okay, anyway, 1985. Yes. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's a horror anthology. Yes. A stray cat is the linking element of three tales of suspense and horror. Do you think that this movie is going to go first tale, second tale, third tale? How else would it go? Or maybe intertwining them together? No. Oh. No. There's just a cat that links them together, but I think there are three separate stories, if I remember right. Okay. I haven't watched this in a very, very long time. But. Well, I like cats, and I hope that this cat better survive, because Stephen King likes to kill cats and dogs and kids. I don't think he likes to. He just has to, because the story tells him to. Well, he's not actually killing. He writes about dead cats, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, he writes about horrifying cars that kill people, and then he got hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, that happened after Christine. I know. I just read Christine, everybody, and oh my gosh. It's not, like, the scariest one, but it's very intense. I was not expecting it to be a ghost story. What are you looking up? I forgot to open one thing up, and I just got reminded... By looking at some of the other... What are you looking up right now? Um, the box office for this, because it's pretty uh, impressive, actually. Let's hear it. Well, it made over $13 million. Ooh. Which, in 1985... How much did it cost? That's the thing that I was trying to find. Is it not on Wikipedia? No, I did not see a budget. I imagine oh, it probably... there it is. It cost $7 million. Oh. So they only got, like... They only got half of it back. No, it cost seven and they made 13. Yeah, I'm sorry. So they only got twice as much. Yeah. But isn't that the kind of the point of a horror movie is that like you put in a certain amount and you get about double your money? If you're lucky. Yeah. Horror movies are known to tank. This is a comedy horror thriller. I don't like that that's the way it's listed on here because I would not consider it's a horror. I mean, there is some comedy. Like I was looking at the reviews... Um, yeah, tell me about the reviews on the well, tomatoes. Well, first, so IMDb has a six point three. That's okay. It's pretty good for a horror. Rotten Tomatoes has uh, a sixty-seven. 
on the tomato meter and a 50% for audience. Wow, that's an interesting number. The critics really like it. Okay, but the audience is kind of halved on it. It's interesting that enough of the audience has actually seen it to give it 50%. Tell me about these uh, reviews. Well, like from Roger Ebert. says, Stephen King seems to be working his way through the reference books of human phobias, (laughs) and Cat's Eye is one of his most effective films. (laughs) Or Jason Bailey from Flavorwire says, The list of films that genuinely capture the spirit of Stephen King, the darkness, humor, and cleverness that made his books and stories so irresistible, is surprisingly short, but Cat's Eye deserves a place on that list. His short stories are so amazing and spawn so many amazing films. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Tell me, I see one of these splats that looks pretty funny, so you want to share them with us? Well, there's a couple. One's from uh, Paul Atasanio. From Washington Post. You have to do it in the voice. King is popular for the same reason McDonald's is popular. You always know what to expect. Yeah, see, I just made fun of McDonald's and Stephen King. But the weird, the two negative reviews from top critics aren't really negative. Mm-hmm. Like he says, oh, it's like McDonald's. You always know what to expect. Well, yeah, so, is that- I know what to expect. A really good story with great character yeah. development. That's really fucking scary. Yeah. With usually a bit of a twist. Yeah. And the other one says, the three stories just don't connect and efforts to join them never work. Like the cat? However, <laughs> an excellent roster of talent does try its best. So he's saying that it's three separate stories and they don't connect. But it's a horror anthology. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's just because he has a cat in between all three doesn't mean that they're really connected. Yeah. You know? This one from Felix Vasquez Jr. says, it's the anthology film I wish Twilight Zone the movie could have been. Oh. What's interesting, like, how if you just read something in a different tone, you could get a totally different... Like, even reading the Ebert one, if you had a nasty tone, you could get almost the same negative review of, like, yeah. he's just doing the same thing, you know, except, well, yeah, he's a horror writer. He doesn't yeah. always do the same thing, though. He wrote Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And <laughs> Apt Pupil. And... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Apt Pupil, apt pupil was crazy. Okay. And this uh, stars Drew Barrymore. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you said that last time. James Woods. Okay. Alan King. Okay. Robert Hayes and Candy Clark. Wow, I've actually heard of like everybody that's on this. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to watch this movie, but I'm a little worried because uh, Rivers is in here and she's very young. Oh, so, so a little, uh, parents' guide. Yeah. But Baby uh, Rivers is just a baby. Let's look through. Uh, sex and nudity is just mild. Oh. Uh, there's some kissing and a topless man, and you see dads and moms sleeping together. What maniac needs to include topless men? A magazine has a topless woman with dumbbells covering her breasts. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is the one of out of context. is going to sound really weird. A man threatens another man to stop smoking, or else he will send a person to rape his wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. That, is, that is, like... An odd thing to say. You better stop smoking or I'm going to send my friend Bill to rape your wife. Yeah. Violence what? and gore. A cat and a few people are tortured in an electrified room. Oh, it's moderate? Only moderate violence? Yep. Oh, I don't want to see a cat tortured. Yep. A head rolls out of a bag. Okay. A man is shot twice in the back. Some blood splatter is seen. Yeah, I should hope so. I'm not going to tell you about that one. Okay. A small monster gets thrown into a fan. Chunks of it are seen afterwards. <laughs> nice. Profanity. Mild. Oh. Not a Stephen King. 
A few uses of son of a bitch, damn and bastard, mostly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's probably someone that says the N-word to show that they're a bad guy and then they get murdered. I don't remember in this one if there was any. Uh, alcohol, drugs, and smoking is mild. And the frightening intense scenes is moderate. Okay. All three stories are mildly intense, but a bit off-put by the film's dark humor. Oh, so they're, oh, it's like, it's so off-putting. This is dark humor. Oh, no. The first story may be disturbing to some. The second is suspenseful and may scare some when a man falls off a building. <laughs> and the third story will may scare some small viewers. Well, I, I'm not small at all. Well, I guess we'll find out if this scares you. Cause I'm you a seem, big viewer. You seem scared by the trailer. Yeah, the trailer freaked me the crap out. And so I'm kind of worried about this one because this is the kind of like horror movie I'd watch as a kid with Steve that like traumatized me I feel like and explains my personality um and I don't know if I've I don't think I've seen this one maybe I have but it's just like like I don't know there's there's aspects of gremlins that I find deeply unsettling yeah you know just from having seen it as a young kid and it's not even like the gremlins themselves it's more of like the horror that this thing can't eat after midnight and will pop off babies if it, like, gets wet, and that no. that was what frightened me as a kid. Well, this movie, I haven't seen in a very long time. I saw it as a child, and there's one of these three stories that I remember vividly. Yeah? Yes. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, I have a suggestion. Okay. Um, I would like a viewer poll if people want to give us some advice, if you're listening to this. Um, our child is 10. And we were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, and she hasn't seen them. And so we're trying to figure out if Pirates of the Caribbean is an okay movie for our child to watch. And so if someone wanted to give us some some feedback on that, how would they get us on our socials? Um, That would be (laughs) up to an ID with the number two. And how would they get us on email? Uh, Up to an including death at gmail.com. Okay. Or up to an including death.com. Yeah. Yeah, all those places. All those places. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, that's a very exciting thing. Maybe people could tell us if our kid's old enough to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, there's yeah. a parent's guide, but, we, you know, I don't want to hear from real parents in the world. Yeah, and don't make me watch it again. Well, you know, maybe you should watch it again. Should we watch Cat's Eye? Yes, that sounds like a better idea. All right, let's do this thing. Done. Trash. <laughs> we watched the first one. Yeah, the f- the first of the three stories. Yeah, Quarters Incorporated, and I realized I have read this book. Yeah. And it's really good, so I'm excited to see the other two stories. Um, Quarters Incorporated, I think, is the story that I remember the best. It's the one uh, part of this movie that I remembered. Okay, so this so we'll kind of be on the same level in the other two. Yeah. The the movie starts out with like Stephen King's best hits. We've got this tabby cat, who's kind of like Star, like yeah. our cat Star. But this tabby cat is like just chilling out and having his be- living his best life, and Cujo shows up. Yeah. Which well, I decided the next time it's my choice to watch a movie, we're gonna watch Cujo. Um, but Cujo shows up, chases the cat. We see Christine, the, yep. the car, and then we see the cat go to a window in a store, and we see Drew Barrymore, and she's the fire starter. Yep. And she's asking for help. She's like, help me, help me. And the cat's like, I'm trying to. And then the cat gets kidnapped by some jerk. Yeah. 
And just then, trying to help people. And just trying to help people. So do you want to tell us the... Um, move the microphone closer. Do you want to tell us the premise behind Quitters Incorporated? Yeah, it's uh, a guy goes to a stop smoking service. Yeah. And they have radical uh, means to get you to quit smoking. Basically, their mafia don died of lung cancer, so decided to like devote their resources to using their mafia tactics on people quitting smoking. Yeah, you are under surveillance 24-7, and if you light up the first time, then... Your wife gets electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, if you do it the second time, I, I didn't catch what happens the second time. The third time your wife gets raped, they keep a yeah. creepy guy for that. And then the fourth time, they kill you. Yeah. But, so we have this, our fella sneak a cigarette at one point. Yep. He thinks no one's watching him. He's on a bridge. He's on a bridge traffic. in traffic. And guess who was watching him? Oh, they were watching they him. They were watching him. So they they took his wife. And they took her to like this. They took her to this thing, uh, and they electrocuted her a bunch, and she stayed with him. Yep. And, and he never smoked again. And like six months later, it's been six months or three months. Six months. Six months. He's happy, and he's gone there, and he's getting weighed, right? And they're weighing him, and he's like, "Oh, you gained eight pounds. You know, you you can't get any higher than one hundred sixty-five pounds." And he thinks it's a joke. He's like, oh, what you going to do? Give me a flamethrower? And he's like, oh, cut off your wife's pinky. Ah, ha, ha, everything's funny. Yeah. Until his friend that recommended him to Quitters Incorporated, they came over for a little dinner party. Yep. And guess who's missing a pinky? <laughs> yeah, his wife is missing a pinky. His wife is missing a pinky because he gained a little too much weight because apparently being thin is also part of it. Yep. Because well, their can't... clients usually gain weight. Yeah. So... I'm curious. So Stephen King, if you have that on the title, horror's got to be involved most of the time. Not all the time. I would say that this is a horror story. Yeah. And so I would like you to defend that for me because I'm sick. Defend it for you? Yeah, explain why it's a horror. Because it's, well, it involves torture and mutilation of people. Yeah. I think that's... uh, And not even the ones that were bad of their loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even the fact that you're under 24-hour surveillance is creepy enough to be... Yes. I suppose that would fall under thriller. Another another thing I like about this that they don't do is that I feel like... Or they don't do the scary thriller music. The music's pretty upbeat. Like, it's really... The tempo is really fast. Yeah. So the cat, by the way, gets out. Yep. And the cat has gone on a ferry away from the city... Where it had been electrocuted at this place. And then now it's under a bridge eating a hot dog in a, on the beach. Li- also living its best life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really invested in this cat. Well, the cat's going to bring us into uh, tale number two, I think. Tale number two. Should we watch it? Yeah. All right, let's go. That's how number two ends. I can't remember the name of the story. I don't remember either. Okay, so basically, um, it starts off... The cat is the the connective tissue, right? Yes. And so, you know, the cat had been kidnapped by the first guy, the first group of people, and was used as a demonstration for the electric floor. Yep. This time, the cat is, like, made its way to the Vegas Strip, or some, or maybe Atlantic City because it's by the ocean. So they're by the the water or whatever. 
uh, or they're in some kind of strip of casinos, and you see a couple of people come out ready to go to some the the next thing after having left a casino. One's obviously a mob guy talking vaguely about like you know the tennis player and his and his wife and blah blah blah. Um, and the cat shows up, and so the big boss and this other guy make a two thousand dollar bet that the cat, will, whether or not the cat is going to be able to cross the road. Yep. So the the big boss says he will. Mean younger guy says he won't. The cat crosses the road. Thank goodness. Yeah. You throw the TV away if the cat doesn't make it out of this fucking uh, movie. Yeah. But um, so the cat crosses the road. The rich guy takes him back to his house, and uh, then we get to see. Oh, bad me. Get to me. see you put an alarm on. Your phone oh, it's silent. me who did it. It's always you. <laughs> it's not always me. <laughs> M- rude. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then we get to see, <laughs> we get to see, um, man, I can't even get this out of my brain. We see the guy from Airplane, Ted Stryker. That's his name in Airplane. It's his name in Airplane. Robert Hayes. But we see Robert Hayes um, kissing a woman as she's on, getting on a Greyhound bus getting away. And he's like, I gotta do some things and I'll meet you up. And then, of course, he gets captured at the airport by some toughs. Um, they plant cocaine in his car. And he gets to make a bet. Yeah. Would you explain the bet? The bet is he gets the car, the money, and his girl. If he can circumnavigate um, a high-rise building just walking along the ledge. So. And this book and story is called Ledge. Ledge. And in the story, it's quite beautiful. Like, in a way, this the way that King describes... As he goes around the ledge. I think they do a really good job in the movie as well. Um, even with, you know, the technology of the time. Um, what they have. But I think they do a good job kind of expressing what that must have been like for him. And certainly he does a really good expressive face. Yeah. Where he like shows his feelings very well. Um, but man, that would be scary. Yeah. Well, and what happens when he makes it? Um, well, he gets the money. The car. And the car. And the girl's head. Yes. In a bag. In a bag. In the short story, he's just been told that the girl was murdered. And he doesn't believe it. We're not... It's unclear if she actually had been murdered. Um, But, yeah. Uh, In this one, they make it pretty clear that she's dead. Yeah. So, what makes this a horror... Oh, and then, of course, he gets the upper hands. Yep. Shoots a dude. Makes the big bad guy climb across the ledge himself. Yep. And the irritating pigeon knocks him down to his yes. death. Yes, good job, pigeon. So what makes this a horror? Uh, it's a head in a bag. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, like, the head in the bag. So you've got the grotesque. And I don't know how once you would describe a guy being forced to circumnavigate a high-rise building. Yeah. Like, that's just horror. Yeah. It's so good. But it's also not... There's something so, like, I guess you could say dark humor. And, like, it's light and light, it's not lighthearted, it's like dark-hearted, but just airy in a way. I think it's because it's faster. There's no long-term tension. No. So they can make light of it, like, you know. Yeah. Like this crazy thing's going to happen for 30 minutes and then you're free to go. Yeah, free to go. Thank goodness. Unlike other movies where it's like, here's Stephen King's short story. We made it into 18 movies and they're all really scary. Yeah, well, Shawshank's <laughs> like three hours long. and That's a so good. short story. It's actually more of a novella, if you ask me. Okay. It's under 100 pages, though. So. Um, How about you kiss my butt? Should we go? Yep. Okay. 
Okay, John. Yes. This is the best Stephen King short story <laughs> ever to exist. And it only exists in this movie. It only exists in this movie. So everything comes together. The cat is the main character of the last story, which is made for this movie called The General. Yep. And Drew Barrymore is not the fire starter in this. Nope. She's just a little kid. No, she's credited as our girl. Yeah. So she's a little kid. And she's been having nightmares because she thinks a troll is in her room. And then the general shows up because she's been her spirit's been calling out to him the so fucking movie. Yep. And and he saves her from the troll, even though the mom's a huge bitch that almost that's literally sends him to go be euthanized. Yeah. And what a bitch that never gets her come up <laughs> comeuppance. But well, she gets blackmailed. She does get blackmailed to keep the general, but I also noticed that the general's dinner that night was like a giant salmon. Yeah. So I feel like maybe she appreciates him a little. Well, yeah, she did save her child's life. Yes, that is... Is there... I just am kind of for lost for words because I really like that and I was really super stressed out that whole time because I really needed that fucking cat to be okay. He was okay. He got stabbed by the troll. He did get stabbed by the troll and blamed for killing the bird. But, I mean, cats are better than birds. Yeah. I mean, birds are fine. We had birds growing up. It was fine. But cats, like, right at the end of the movie, the general came up to her in bed, licked her face. She woke up, and he, like, sat on her, and and she's like, you know, oh, I love you. And at the same moment, Loki came up to sit next to me and purred. Yeah. They know. They're just the best. And Lola's being super cute. I think she's posing so I can see her little mouth against the bedspread because she's so weird. Oh, it was so intense. I was the whole time I'm like, this pet cat better not fucking die. It gets electrocuted. Yeah, to begin. What a twist. Yeah, and they played the same song again from the original. Yeah, Every Breath You Take, which is great because I guess the mom's mother is Cajun or Creole or something. And thinks that cats steal children's breath. Yeah. And that's why she didn't want to have... In theory, that's why she didn't want to have the cat in the house. She kept but, k- kicking the cat out at night. But the troll living in her wall was actually trying to steal her breath. Yeah, and had a little sword. Yeah. And the cat basically... There was like a... What was that? Ten minutes at least of a final fight scene between this fucking cat and, and the... troll. And, yeah. and the troll. And the troll ends up... On top of a record player that the cat then figures out that he can make the record player yeah. go faster because his cat's the best. Because cats are obviously the best. The only other animals that you see in this are is the rabid dog. Well, it would be like the cat has the shine. Yes, the cat has the shine. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that tracks completely. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, he, uh, he goes, um, the cat makes the record player go, the troll goes flying off and into the fan... After, there was also a really great sequence where the troll thought he was going to get away by jumping on some balloons. Yeah. <laughs> he kept falling back down, and he forgot that cats know how to jump. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the troll gets cut into pieces. You see, like, a little troll arm on the floor yep. along with its sword. So they have to believe that the general saved the day. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It was odd. Though it's... I think the true horror was the fact that the troll had been coming in and out of the molding and not the um 
the footboards? What are they called, John? Baseboards. The baseboards. And it's like an old house. We have a beautiful old 1900s house ourselves with beautiful original baseboards that are such a pain in the ass if we ever need to replace them. Yeah. All I could think of that was like, oh, you bitch. You math. You, you, I mean, the kid can be replaced. The baseboards are a lot harder to come by. <laughs> wow. They can always adopt. That's pretty uh, rough. It's pretty rough. But I got to say, Drew Barrymore? Amazing child actress. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen much else of her in it as a child except for E.T. where she's really good, but she's like five. So she yeah. must have been in a lot of other movies as a kid. A lot, I don't think. Yeah. But this and Firestarter and E.T. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Firestarter. Oh, well, someday but we she's, will. I get it. I get. I can understand why she was like cast so often. She's yeah. really good. Um, so what's up on the dock, Doc? <laughs> on the docket? On the docket. Um, next week it's a Shutter Essential. Woohoo! And so we get to, wow, there's a whole bunch of new ones up here. Yep. I've added them to the wheel of okay. Doom. Okay, you get to press it because I, I pressed it last time. Okay. I'm going to press it? Yes, I will press it. I'm going to watch. Horror Express. What is this movie? Let's see if it has a trailer. Horror Express. We're missing so many of interesting movies like The Little Girl... It's an evil train. Okay, horror icons Peter Cushing's and Christopher Lee yeah. race to stop a prehistoric vampire on the Horror Express. It's a train. There is a trailer, too. Awesome. Let's watch Perfect. it. I was hoping there'd be a trailer on Shutters we could watch on the TV. This episode's not going to be very long. No, oh, it's long. For two million years in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in Oh, no. Ice. It's gross. Waiting to be free. Oh no! Waiting to live again. Two million years is a long time. Will you turn down a little? Travel with us on a journey into a world where nightmare. Oh no! It's an evil vampire monkey thing. Yeah. Oh, it can kill people with its eyes or make them bleed blood. That they believe two million years ago. Peter Cushing looks so young. Kill the baggage man and put him in there. Yes, I am. It's alive. It must be. Well, there's Christopher Lee right there. If you dare. There he is. Oh, he's falling off a train. Oh, no. He's dying, too. I think everyone's going to die. I don't know. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in the same movie. Uh, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Horror Express, and it's like an ape man. We'll search I don't know. I mean, we're kind of getting the entire movie right here. There's a lady with red hair. Oh no, she's gotten killed too. Oh, Peter Cushing's been grabbed. I feel like this thing's just gonna kill every. Oh no. Malignant power of this creature. Is this back when like trailers were a thousand years old? Long? It's only two and a half minutes. So it's normal. Oh my god. I feel like I already. Oh no, it can just go into different bodies now. He's still not dead. I put four bullets into him. You think evil can be killed with bullets? The ADR on this is amazing. Horror Express! The animal that you shot was only the host. <gasps> it's alive. It's alive. Someone on this train. Oh no. So is I. 
Oh no, don't look in his eyes, John. How's this look to you? Looks cool. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. It's like Agatha Christie, but in the Russian steppes. Um, in a time period that is unclear. I I like the look of it more than anything. Yeah, it looks really cool. Maybe it's supposed to be like the late 1900s, 1900s, early 20th century. Horror Express. They have really established that it's the Horror Express. That was like the sixth time. Well, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me too. So, we didn't actually talk about the movie as a whole. What no. do you think of the movie as a whole? I liked it. I yeah. mean, it's definitely of its time. Oh, yeah. Definitely 1985. Yeah. You know, I can see why some people would be like, what is this? Because it's an anthology, and you don't get a lot of anthologies. Though it does say it's an anthology in the thing. Like, it was never not going to be an yeah. anthology. And honestly, the thing with the cat tying everything together was pretty awesome. And I don't know why that negative Nancy and was I saying think, it doesn't make any sense. I think that was Stephen King's first screenplay that he had written as well. Really? Like yeah. specifically for the screen? Yeah. Was that that one story? No, the, the whole thing. Oh. He wrote the screenplay for it. Normally it's as someone takes his book and writes a screenplay adaption uh-huh. of it. But this was one that he actually wrote the screenplay oh. for. That's cool. So, I mean... I, I had a good time. I really like it. I really recommend people watch this movie. It was a lot of fun. It's not like the scariest. I was, I was pretty worked up in the last story. I really well everything involving the cat. I was pretty worked up about the whole time. Yeah. Um, and especially the last story, I was pretty ticked off that the mom took the cat. First of all, anyone that's like, we can't have this cat in the house. It's like, get a new wife and a new mom. <laughs> like that's just. I mean, I get it. It's just different people, and she's got a fancy house and a fancy life. Um, I did notice that a lot of the people involved in these episodes, in these um, things, were like filthy rich, right? Yeah. Like each, I mean, and the the we had yeah. like all the locations were very wealthy. Yeah, because you had the Quitters Inc. guys, were you know. Yeah, they're mob guys, but like, well, even the guy the, they're helping was like really rich. Yeah, he's an executive in the city. And the second one was all. Rich people with their tennis coaches. And yeah. And the and the washed up tennis coach. Yeah, he probably was the one who needed the most money and he ended up with all of it. And a head. Yeah. He got a head in the world. Yeah. 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 Pun. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. And then, of course, the last one, very nice house as well. Husband works, wife stays home and hates cats for some reason. I just, it's hard. I mean, that's the horror show right there. That's the horrible thing. Um, so, what did you have a Brewers Bruce tonight? Uh, no. Me neither. Did Water. You have a, what was your grossest corner? Um, uh, probably the little mess left behind from the <laughs> The little hand. And there's yeah. lots of, like, just goo. Yeah. Like, chunky goo, as yeah. if something had gone through the fan. It sh- that shouldn't have. Um, chunky goo was my nickname in college. I guess, like, that's icky. Um, I'm trying to think of what was my grossest corner. Because the first one wasn't gross. I would say, I mean, it would have to be the cat getting stabbed. Not that it was, like, ghoulish or anything like that. But that was the thing that made me very very upset. Or maybe just the mom being such a bitch and taking a cat, an animal, 
that okay even if the animal had killed the parakeet it's a cat yeah it's not and it's there's not a reason to kill unless it's like going into other people's homes and killing their birds yeah but you know and she because she had seen the cat kill a bird outside you know how do you get a cat to not kill outside birds put them inside it's very simple like oh i don't like the cats killing all the local animals it's great put them inside they can kill your mice yeah Oh, my phone is like, you should, my, my watch told me I should get ready for bed. Why? <laughs> is it getting you too worked up? You're getting too worked up. I'm getting too worked up. No, I, um, so I've got a fancy Apple watch. Yeah. Because we finally joined our, our, our whole lives to this today. And I switched over to your phone plan. Yep. And so I got my new phone, which came like free basically. So we also got fancy watches. And when I set mine up, it asked me if I wanted to put a bedtime. So I did. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't like that the watch covers up my tattoo that's here, though. I want my tattoo to show me. See yours? Yours isn't on the same. No. I mean, it does kind of look nice when it's... Wear your watch on the other hand. I tried that, but it's kind of awkward to use with my left hand. I mean, I can, but it's just... I don't know. I'll see. You have to get that clear band. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Like a jelly band? No, I was thinking, like, um, one of my issues with it is I'm deaf on on my right side. And so it doesn't, like, it's not a natural side for me to turn to. That's actually why I have all my tattoos on my left side of the body, because that's the side I look down at. Because you want to hear them? Yeah, I want to hear my tattoos. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I like how you're just guffawing at your own joke right now. (laughs) It was funny. Well, I'm excited to watch the Horror Express and for you to do all the research and work on it. Yep. I'm excited to record the next Supernatural podcast in the next couple days. Should be soon. Um, But until then, stay scared and stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.